Welcome to Heights. It's Friday, June 9, 2023. So Trump got indicted. And that's not a surprise. But what is surprising is that they're using the Espionage Act to indict Trump. So Trump is a spy. They've really jumped the shark on this. Is it an act of desperation? Is it an act of deflection? Or both? Now, how could Donald Trump ever, the America first Donald Trump, the person that ran for president, became president to save this country, ever be considered a spy? But not according to the deep state, not according to the corrupt Biden Justice Department. He's being indicted for his case in Mar-a-Lago is essentially calling Donald Trump a spy. Again, the America first Donald Trump. Person that has spent millions and millions and millions of his own money to defend himself against the deep state and the Biden administration. And let me just give you a little history on the Espionage Act. Let's first go to a definition of espionage. So espionage is the practice of spying or using spies to obtain secret or confidential information without the permission of the holder of the information. It is typically used by governments to obtain political and military information. A person who commits espionage is called an espionage agent or spy. So they're calling Donald Trump a spy. And if it wasn't sad, it would be comical. But this is serious stuff. You've got a sitting president of the United States who has his own corruption issues, filing charges against his number one opponent as being a spy. And at first blush, it appears to me that this is just an extension of the whole Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. They're not going to let up on this. Donald Trump bad. Russia hoax didn't work. Okay, let's call him a spy. Let me give you a little history on the Espionage Act. It was passed in 1970 during World War I by Woodrow Wilson, another corrupt politician. And let me just read the key part of the Espionage Act. The Espionage Act of 1917 prohibited obtaining information, recording pictures, or copying descriptions of any information relating to the national defense with intent or reason to believe that the information may be used for the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation. Oh yeah, Donald Trump's going to do that. Donald Trump loves this country so much that he's going to take his declassified information, put them up for sale to foreign countries and use that information to hurt the United States. That's how bizarre this thing, that's how warped these people are. But again, it all comes down to deflection. And Joe Biden had a bad week. And I don't believe in conspiracies, but I don't believe in coincidences. You may have heard that from a lot of people. I'm one of those people that followed that rule. So Joe Biden had a bad week. The Oversight Committee was able to wrench away the FBI's 1023 form that said that Biden was taking kickbacks while he was vice president. And with that said, I want to go to Nancy Mace. It's a clip by Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace was, is on the committee and she saw the documents. And one of the things in particular that jumped out to me 
is that in that 1023 form, the informant said that there are going to be so many phony corporations, so many phony LLCs that this bribery money to Biden is going to pass through. It'll take them 10 years to figure it out. So let's go to the clip and then we'll come back and discuss. But none of us are surprised that Donald Trump was indicted today, the day that we were going to hold FBI's Christopher Wray in contempt over that subpoena on the day that we actually got access to those documents, because it seems like every time Joe Biden is under the microscope, something like this happens. Um, in my sense and my feeling tonight, and I'm someone who, you know, Donald Trump primaried me last year. I'm the only Republican in the House to actually beat him in a primary last year. So we've had our ups and downs. So let me be very frank about that. But it sure does feel like this is the executive branch trying to take out the president's number one opponent uh, in the Republican primary for the presidency in 2024. The current president had thousands of boxes, including some classified documents in his garage at home that were unsecured. When you look at Hillary Clinton having a private email server with classified documents on it as well, and then Donald Trump. I mean, you know, so you see all this and only one person is getting investigated or prosecuted for this kind of thing. It seems like there's one standard for Donald Trump, and then there's a standard for everybody else. I do believe that Joe Biden just nominated Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. Well, I'm looking at the political environment too. This looks awfully weaponized. It looks very politicized to do this on the very day that the oversight committee members got access to documentation, credible information, credible from a credible witness about a bribery scheme involving Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. I, it, the irony here, I, it just, it doesn't, it, it's, people are going to see it for what it is. Um, and if that was really truly the intent, uh, that this is a real investigation, a real indictment, they wouldn't have done it on the same day that this investigation really blew up on oversight today. So it was a bad week for Joe Biden. And the administration and the deep state had to throw another shiny object out there. And that was the new Donald Trump indictment. And with that said, I want to go to another clip. And it's with uh, Rachel Maddow often referred to as Rachel Madcow. And in this clip, she's explaining and trying to normalize the fact that the deep state is going after Trump. So let's go to this clip, and then we'll come back and discuss. We also know, however, that other senior officials, lots of them, have inadvertently ended up with documents they're not supposed to have after they left office. It happens to lots of them. It apparently happened to Trump's vice president, Mike Pence. It apparently happened to President Biden. It's happened to other senior officials, other former presidents. And what generally happens is that they get the benefit of the doubt. They get it. Yes, it's serious. Yes, it's potentially criminal. But you ask for it. You alert the former official in question to the problem. You, If they don't alert you to the problem, you ask them for the materials back. You op ask them to open their their offices or whatever the premises are to a search. Presumably, there's a lot of, you know, feeling bad about it and shuffling and apologizing and explaining away. But you let the government get this stuff back. It's not uncommon to take away classified documents inadvertently. It just doesn't seem like an innocent thing when confronted with the fact that you've done that. You don't let the government retrieve the information. Oh, yes, everybody does it. Everybody takes classified material with them. It's a normal thing. Happens all the time. And she's only saying this to cover for Biden because if Biden wasn't found with those documents next to his Corvette and half of the East Coast, 
her whole attitude would have changed. It was, no one should have anything. This is terrible. No one should have any document. But she's got to cover for Biden. She's got to cover for other deep staters. So essentially, they essentially uh, Maddow saying, oh, yeah, you know, just uh, do your mea culpa and the government will look the other way. They won't prosecute. So if they like you, they won't prosecute. If they don't like you, they will prosecute. And she tries to make a distinction between Trump and these other people that had classified documents. Biden, Pence, other high-ranking officials in the federal government. But the DOJ looked the other way because they liked them. But here's the clear distinction. She's trying to make a case that, oh, well, Donald Trump pushed back. That's why they're going after him. Donald Trump pushed back because he is a former president of the United States. He can declassify. Vice presidents can't declassify. So what was Pence doing the documents? What was Biden doing with the documents? Next was Corvette. I look the other way. He's one of us. Not Donald Trump. The guy that has the authority to declassify. Let's go after him. And that's this whole spin with Maddow and the deep state and the media. Well, Donald Trump's being prosecuted because he's pushed back. Well, Donald Trump feels that they're his documents, and that's not criminal. Let's get away from this shiny object. Let's go back to what really happened this week with this 1023 form. And this is extremely, extremely damaging. Now, let's remember that this 1023 form is years and years old. Bill Barr knew about it. He just kicked, he just punted, passed it along. No follow-up, couldn't care less. So it was in the hands of the FBI. And for years and years, they sat on it. Now they're claiming, oh, there's an investigation on it. Bull, I don't believe it. And is their threshold so low that simply because someone looks at it in the FBI, does that constitute an investigation? You just can't believe these guys anymore. They've shot themselves in the foot. They have no credibility with the American people. So now what happened is, uh, I think I mentioned in my last episode or two episodes ago, the House Oversight Committee wants to see it. They heard that it existed. And the FBI said, no, nah, it doesn't exist. And then I, one of the members, I think Comer, said, yeah, he saw it. And then they said, yeah, yeah you know, it, it does exist, but you're not going to see it. And then the House came back and said, well, we're going to put you in contempt of Congress. And then Ray comes back and says, okay, well, we'll bring it down to your office and you can take a look at it. And essentially Comer said, no, said everyone has to look at it. And the evidence, evidence was damning. From what uh, Nancy May said, it's, and I said it before, is that the confidential informant said that there are so many bank accounts that have been set up to muddy the waters about where this money went and where it wound up is that it'll take 10 years for people to figure it out. So with that said, I want to go to a clip and this is Biden responding to a question about it. So let's play it. it's a quick clip and then we'll come back and discuss. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence that the FBI filed that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, it's a bunch of Spoken like a true criminal. Now he's at the point where, when asked about it, his response is, prove it. Where's the money? Prove it. That doesn't sound like an innocent man. And I've worked with enough corrupt politicians in my career to know that Biden's corrupt. He's responding like a corrupt politician does. Deny it? 
deny it, and then tell them you got to prove it. And that's what Biden's doing. Look, isn't he just a sleazy guy? Just a sleazy, sleazy person. And I find it hard to believe they get, he got 80 million votes. So I think the House is going to prove it. Now, Biden's come out in the past and said, well, you know, I, I've, uh, I've given everybody my tax returns and there's nothing there. Oh, really? I think it was in 2000, between 2017 and 2018. Biden took in about $13 million from an LLC. And I think we have to investigate that LLC where he took in $13 million. And I think that's the next step of the Judiciary Committee. Now, Mace has already said that there are additional 1023s related to this. And there are a number of wires coming from Ukraine. Isn't it funny that this all has to do with Ukraine? Ukraine. Isn't that nice? And really, does it, you know, it just seems that Biden's response to this Ukraine war is just off a little bit. Does it have anything to do with his relationship and his son relationships in Ukraine and that money he received, according to the 1023? So we'll see. There is so much. There is so much to go on this. So much to go, and it should lead to impeachment. And quite frankly, it should lead to conviction. So we shall see. Okay, we have to go back to the indictment because Walt Nauta, Trump's uh, valet, Trump's uh, personal aide down in Mar-a-Lago, was just indicted also. And I don't know the details of the indictment. But uh, we'll find out. But the interesting thing about this whole Nauta issue is not necessarily with Nauta right now. It's with his attorney. And his attorney submitted a court paper describing a meeting at which a top federal prosecutor brought up his application to be a judge when they tried to gain the valet's cooperation last year, according to three people familiar with the matter. The allegation described in a letter filed under seal with the chief U.S. judge in Washington, James Bosberg, could affect the investigation just as prosecutors are considering whether to bring charges. And this article came out yesterday, June 8th. So apparently what happened is uh, Walt Nauta was a uh, valet for Trump and the feds were trying to get uh, Nauta to flip on Trump. His attorney, Stanley Woodward, had an application for a judgeship with the federal government. And what they tried to do is tell Woodward, hey, get your client to work with the feds. Have him flip on Trump. And if you do, it'll be good for your application for a judgeship. And let me read some of this article. And this is from The Guardian. It says, Nauta had already spoken to prosecutors in the investigation when they called his lawyer, Stanley Woodward, and summoned him to a meeting at the Justice Department headquarters, for an urgent matter that they were reluctant to discuss over the phone, the letter said. When Woodward arrived at the conference room, he was seated across from several prosecutors working on the investigation, including the chief of the counterintelligence section, Jay Bratt, who explained that they wanted not to cooperate with the government against Trump, the letter said. Bratt then turned to Woodward and remarked, that he did not think that Woodward was a Trump guy and that he would do the right thing before noting that he knew Woodward had submitted an application to be a judge 
at the Superior Court in Washington, D.C. that was currently pending, the letter said. And this is how they work. This is absolutely how they work. This is absolutely unethical, probably criminal. To go to an attorney that's representing Trump's valet and say, hey, get your guy to flip and we'll be helpful getting your judgeship. This could throw a whole wrench into everything. And you know what's really scary about this thing is, you know, there's probably a lot of judges sitting on various courts that have succumbed to similar situations. Uh, Take it easy on this client. He's an insider. We'll make sure you move up the ranks. What position do you want? Oh, we'll get it for you. Just take it easy. Get your guy to flip. That's how they work. And you wonder why we have no confidence in the judicial system. Now, just remember, this isn't the only indictment that's coming down the road for Trump. We've got, in Washington, we've got the prosecutor, Smith, still looking at his involvement with the uh, J6 riot and whether they're going to indict him for his involvement with uh, J6. Then we have the Atlanta grand jury that was likely going to indict also. Remember Trump said to Raffensburg, oh, you know, I just need to find 10,000 votes. And they intentionally misconstrued this to try to make people believe that, oh yeah, Trump was asking Raffensperger to cheat. Now, the one thing that Trump, among other things, has going for him is that this uh, indictment about his declassified documents is going to take place in Florida. I think in Miami. And he'll get a much, much better jury pool than if it took place in Washington. So he's got that going for him, among other things. But what I think should happen, because this is an extremely dangerous time, that every Republican candidate for president that's in the primary should suspend their campaigns and just back Trump. Because if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anyone else that's running. And they can do it to you and they can do it to me. And just remember, Let me take you back to the revolutionary times. And this has to do with the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You know, and prior to people signing the document, there was some reservation among the signers about as to whether they should sign the declaration. And Benjamin Franklin hit the nail on the head. And it applies today with the Republican Party and those running. Every American out there. And what Franklin said to these people that were kind of wavering, oh, should I sign it? Should I not sign it? So Franklin said, we must hang together, or surely we shall hang separately. And remember that, Republican candidates. If they get to Trump, they get to you, and they get to me. So we shall see. Okay, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, There was a number of topics that I wanted to talk about, but uh, this Trump indictment really took precedent over everything else. And... uh, you know, just a couple of comments. One is on the, the passing of Pat Robertson, uh, a legend, a, a person that really bought the evangelical movement into politics. And his CBN uh, network was uh, the cornerstone of that movement. So, you know, I understand that he made some kind of questionable comments at the end of his life, at the end of his career. But, you know, we can overlook that and look at all the good that he did. And, uh, you know, he's, we know where he's going. And I'm sure he did when he passed. So, you know, thank thank you, Pat Robertson, for everything that you did for this country. Um, I also wanted to talk about a report from New York City that John Katsimasidis, a billionaire from New York City, City, is interested in buying CNN. And wouldn't that be nice? And I'm sure he can get it cheap. Now, CNN just had uh, 
or at least the head of CNN, just resigned. I'm sure a lot of it had to do with uh, Trump doing the town hall there, but it just goes to show you that the inmates run the asylum at CNN. And there was so much pushback from the employees there that uh, uh, licked had to go. And who knows where that organization is going to end up, but it's spiraling downwards. And maybe the longer that Katzmacedus waits, the cheaper he can get it. But at some point, I think that CNN is going to get sold. And then I wanted to talk about these uh, fires in Quebec and in Canada that... uh, we see here in New York, the, the smoke from those fires in New York for the past few days here. Quite frankly, the air has been terrible. And you know, I don't know if you can hear, I'm talking a little nasally, and I think that has something to do with the smoke that's around here. But I just find it really odd that you got the climate or the global warming people that are blaming global warming on these fires. And... There's been reports that scientists have come out and said, listen, you've got to clean up. You've got to manage these forests. You've got to go out there and clean things up. You can't just let them sit because it's just going to create a tinderbox, which is what happened. Now, there are reports that Trudeau, for some unknown reason, just prevented that from happening in Canada. He pushed back on indigenous people wanting to clean up their lands so they don't become tinderboxes. Now, I, I go figure. Now, uh, the cynical side of me would say that, well, he wanted this to happen. But who knows? And with that said, again, you have a good week. These are trying times. But we will win in 2024. Don't give up. Stay tough. Remember this moment when you vote. Because it's important who you vote for. Thanks again. Have a good week and see you next Saturday.